Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderput. My name is Sharon. Um, excuse my voice. I've lost my voice this week, so sorry, it's quite deep today. But um, my name is Sharon. This is my husband, Kevin. We are the pastors of this congregation. We're part of a multi-site church, Kingdom Faith Church, and this is just one location of the many locations. We're one church, many locations, and we just wanted to say big, big welcome to you again. Um, just before we get started, um, let's just, do you mind if we just quickly stand and pray? Is that okay? Let's just quickly pray. Father, we thank you that you are here. Jesus, we thank you that you you are, Lord, in this room today, Lord, and that makes this holy ground. Father, we just thank you because you are the faithful God. You are the one and true God, the Messiah, the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we just thank you. Father, we just pray that you would open up our hearts this morning, that we'd be able to receive your word. Father, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Father, thank you that faith will rise up in our hearts this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Before you sit down, just say hi to the people around you. Give them a high five, a hug. Introduce yourself if you don't know them. (laughs) All right. All right. Are we ready? Yes? Everyone doing good this morning? Yes? Cool. It's nice to see some some new faces, some regular faces. We're missing a few other regular faces today, aren't we? But um, I just wanted to encourage you because, um, as Matt said, we've been having encounter nights this week, and we're still going to have some. Next week is the last week of the fast, and um, we have encounter nights every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening, in Horsham at Foundry Lane at 7.30. Um, and they've been really, really powerful. So I just want to encourage you, if you can make it, please do come, invite invite your friends. Don't just come by yourself because we want everyone to experience the goodness of God, the glory of God. And, you know, God makes sure that no one misses out. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's just do a quick recap from last week. Okay. Who was here last week? Yeah. Okay. Um. So last week, Pastor Kevin brought a message about how we've received a letter, a message from God um, through the stream that someone had in the church about all the horrible things that are going on in our towns of the, 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 the issues like with drug use, prostitution, the murder, and about how demons are waiting to collect their souls and contending with the angels to be let down on earth. Um, And he connected that with the story in the Bible in the book of Esther about how Mordecai sent a letter like that to Queen Esther at that time saying that all the Jews were going to be destroyed, saying, what are you going to do about it? And first she said that that there was not not much she could do because you could only go see the king if you were summoned. And if you went in, if you weren't summoned, you were only going to not be killed if he extended the scepter to you. So that was a quite an interesting situation. 
um, that she was in. But Mordecai's reply was this, and I believe we have the scripture um, up there from Esther 4, is it? 12 verse 14. Here we go. Um, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Amen. You've been called for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So this is what we talked about last week, okay? About how laying our lives down looks like something, right? Um. And that we have a call to answer. There's people that need saving, just like the Jews did at that time. We, um, like I said, in, at the encounters that we've had, God's been speaking to us quite a lot over this past week. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about that. So the title of today's preach is The Search and Rescue Mission. Okay? We are on a search and rescue mission. Amen? Amen. Right, I'm going to need a bit of engagement from you guys this morning to help me, okay? Because, um, yeah, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So um, let's, uh, let's have some support this morning, if that's okay. Um, so I'm struggling with this new stand here. I'm not used to it just yet. Um, so we are on a mission, right? Now, Jesus' disciples were on a mission, and we are his disciples, so we are on a mission. So because we're God's disciples, obviously, we need to kind of know what his mission was. So we've got three main things we're going to look at today, okay? Jesus' mission. We don't have this at this time. Jesus' mission, the co-mission, and our mission, okay? So we're going to have a quick look at Jesus' mission. So Luke 19, verse 10. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Hence, this search and rescue mission, okay? For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So, this is, was Jesus' mission, yeah? Luke 4, verse 16 to 21, it said, He went to Nazareth, this is Jesus, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to the rich, to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What a mic drop moment, hey? He reads out the scripture and he says, this is my mission. This is my mission. 
to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What a mission statement and what an opening. Literally, he says, this is my mission. He sits down, everyone looks at him and he's like, this is fulfilled right in this moment. It's just so cool, isn't it? Jesus knows how to make an entrance. This was at the beginning of his ministry, okay? So literally, he got baptized. The Holy Spirit led him into the desert. He came out of the desert. And this is what happens next. It's like incredible. So this was Jesus' mission. Now he laid down his life for this mission. Okay, we, we know that. Jesus came to fulfill his mission he died on the cross for us so we could be forgiven of all of our sins, so we could be restored to relationship with God. And he rose again from the dead, seated on the right hand of God, reigning in glory. Amen. So this is a laying your life down kind of mission. Okay. Now, because Jesus's mission is so important and we are his disciples, his mission needs to become our mission. Now, where does that happen? That's where the two meet is the commission, okay? What is the commission? The commission is where Jesus basically says, my work is done. Here's my mission. I've completed mine. Now I'm going to help you fulfill yours, okay? So let's have a quick look at that scripture. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Isn't that comforting? He doesn't just say, here's your mission, but he says, but I'll be with you. Cool? All right. So when you are given a mission, you don't stop until you've completed it, right? How many of you have seen some James Bond movies or Mission Impossible movies? Yeah? Okay. So if you know in those movies, you fulfill your mission. You better fulfill your mission, right? You can't, you can't just stop. You keep going under the, until the mission is completed, right? Mission accomplished. Now, our mission does not really ever finish until Jesus comes back or be dead. So it's one of those two, okay? But it means it's a lifelong mission, okay? And we do not stop until it's fulfilled. Now, that means that we are on a constant mission, and it means that we shouldn't really stop because that mission is so important. And it's a good mission, isn't it? To release the prisoners, see captives set free, see release from oppression, deliverance from all kinds of things. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant mission. Okay? So Jesus has passed on his mission to you. Okay? Now, the thing is that when we give our lives to Jesus, we become we're kind of born into this mission, but also we become part of something that we've kind of been talking about in this past week at the encounters. We become part of God's armada. Now, what is God's armada? Okay, let me just explain what armada actually means. Um, armada is a fleet of warships. Okay. This is you. <laughs> um, 
for a bit of visual. Just, you're just a lot more mean looking than this one, okay? Don't worry. Um, but <laughs> it's just an illustration. Kevin's laughing at me. We had so much fun folding this yesterday. It's hilarious. Um, anyways, um, so you are part of God's armada, okay? You're part of God's worship. There you go. Look at that. That is what a sailing ship looks like, okay? Now, the story behind this picture is actually really, really cool. Um, there's a, a young lady who's, who's part of Kingdom Faith Church who's now gone off to, to uni and is in some other place. And um, she's very creative, obviously. She, she drew this, okay? And um, one day she was just like, it was this happened last week, she said, um, I just felt like I needed to just draw like a sailing ship. And so she drew this and she sent it to her mom, who was at one of the encounters when it was said about the Armada and us being like sailing ships and all of that. And um, she said, I don't know why, mom, but I feel like I need to I needed to draw this. So she sent it to her and she said, this is amazing because this is what God has been saying to us, that we are part of God's Armada. Now, that's why we have it here this morning. Um, just to help you visualize. It's a lot better looking than this one. Um, but this will come in handy in just a minute. So, you are part of God's f worship fleet, okay? Now, each and every one of you is its own worship, okay? Because a fleet means that it's made up of multiple, okay? So, look around you. You're all warships. Welcome on board. You are, you are on board now. The thing is, you've always been on board of God's worship, of God's armada, just sometimes we don't realize it, or maybe you realize it, but you're not a very active um, passenger or um, whatever crew member. But see, warships need to be huge, right? You're not going to win a war with a small warship, okay? If you want to win a war, you're going to have big fat ships, right? And many of them. Yeah, you're just looking at me like, what are you talking about? You need big fat ships, yeah? Cool. All right. So let's, um, let's just quickly go back a little bit in history, in time. How many of you have heard of Lord Nelson before? A lot of you will have heard of him. So if, without having to go into this whole story, he is very well known for laying his, his life down and leading a very successful worship called the Victory. Okay, now, can you guess how many people were in Lord Nelson's crew? Good guess, 342. Any other guesses? 187. One more guess. Don't be shy, you won't get punished if it's a wrong guess. It's fine. 500. Okay. Well, it's all a bit more than that. Um, it's 821. Okay. 821 crew members is what Nor Lord Nelson had. Now, this is, in this is not just me saying it because it's really easy and cheesy for me to say. Okay. This is like historic websites, Wikipedia, all of that. Uh, said this, each person on board had a distinct role to play. Okay, not a single person was there by accident or by chance. Okay, we all have a distinct role to play. So 
on these warships, there was a captain, of course, which in our case is Jesus. Yes, Jesus is our captain. He, he calls the shots. Then there were nine commissioned officers. Yeah, warrant officers, specialists. Someone called the master. Now, this is really interesting. Someone called the master who looked after the navigation and the ship's log. There were Royal Marines, officers and privates, and then there were the seamen. And each and every one of them had a crucial and specific role to play because they couldn't afford to have just passengers. On our warship, okay, as the church of God, not just our church, but all the churches, the church of God, we do not have any space for passengers, okay? Because you don't want to have unnecessary weight, cargo, because, you know, chances of sinking are higher as well. And you just don't want any of that. Okay, so now that doesn't mean that you are necessary. This means you are necessary. Okay, so we need to all play our role. Okay, plus when you're on a warship, you can choose not to fight in the battle, but the chances are a bit higher of you drowning and dying if you don't join in in the fight because you are on the ship. It's a we're all in this together. It's not like a um, you know, if they lose, you win. It's not, it's not that kind of thing. If one of us loses, we all lose. If one of us wins, we all win. It's the, we're all in this together. Okay? So, crucial things before embarking on a mission. Okay? I've got a few tips for you. Because you are on a mission. Number one, you need to know the type of mission it is. And you need to know the goal of the mission. Right? Think James Bond a bit more in your head. Okay, um, or Jason Bourne, there's a bit of ships in the first one there as well. Maybe that helps you. Um, second one, you need to know what resources you have available, right? Now, third one is, who is your crew? And the next one you need to know is, who's the target? Who's the enemy? All right, those are really, really important points. Now, I'll go through them one by one. The type of mission and the goal. Okay, what is our mission? What is the type of mission we're on? It's a search and rescue mission, okay? It's where we as the Armada of God, the fleet of warships, go into enemy territory, okay? Into the kingdom of darkness, take, collect the souls, not let the demons collect them. We collect the souls, okay, for Jesus. And we go, we take authority, we invade that territory, and we just, we just come out successfully because Jesus wants to save, heal, restore, redeem. Amen? Through us. Okay? You are on the worship for a reason. The captain can't do it by himself. Well, Jesus can do it by himself, but he chose not to do it just by himself. So just picture the worship. If it's huge, you need all the different people on board, right? You need the cooks, you need the medical supplies, you need those, those who, yeah, what do you call it? Shoot the guns, do the road, whatever you need to do, the sails, the, all of it. I'm not an expert on ships, if you can tell. But I know it takes a lot of people to make it work, right? And it takes a lot of time for such a big ship to be stirred in the right direction, Okay, so there needs to be communication. If you're in a fleet of ships, if you're all, picture yourself being warships, if we all want to move together, okay, we have to make sure that we're in sync, we're synchronized. All right? Um, because otherwise, it's just going to be a whole big mess, isn't it? We're not going to become a fleet. We're just all going to be little, little individual warships just 
trying to do something, um, which is not going to work. Okay? Now, the goal of the mission, and this is one of my favorite quotes, actually, um, from someone called... Um, so Reinhard Bonke used to say this, says to plunder hell and populate heaven. Silence in the room. To plunder hell and populate heaven. Come on, that's the mission, okay? That's the goal. That's what we want to do. Right, what are the resources we've got available? Jesus himself? It's pretty good, isn't it? Now, what else is on a ship? Part of the resources. You have the mast, right? Is that, did I say it right? Mast? Yeah, cool. Big, long thing in the middle, keeping the sails up. Can we go back to the, to the picture of the ship, please? Thank you. There we go. Mass, big things there to keep the sails in place, yeah? Now, what are the masts in our life? It's the Word of God, okay? It keeps everything secure, everything stable. It needs to be anchored in the ground, yeah? Otherwise, it's going to fall. And then we have the rigging. What is the rigging? Let me explain for, you for some of you who might not know what the rigging is. The rigging comprises the system of ropes, cables, and chains which support a sailing ship or sailboat's masts, okay? So the rigging in our lives that support the mast are our decisions and choices we make in response to God, okay? As we have the mast coming out of that word of God, what God is saying is that support system behind it that support the Word of God in our lives, okay? The rigging. It enables, the rigging enables the sails to be wide open, okay? So that when the wind of God comes, we're all taken with the move of the Spirit in the right direction, okay? This is really important. It is, as Claire said today in the prayer meeting, she basically preached my message, which is brilliant, um, was that as the sails are open, it's a, place of, it's a place of victory, but it's a place of surrender as well. Okay, it's a Jesus wherever you want to go. It's a vulnerable place when you're a sail. It's a vulnerable position to be a sail because wherever the wind goes, you go. You don't have any choice, right? So we are the sails on God's ship, okay? And we need to be willing and ready because that when it's all tight and secure, that's when he moves forward the strongest. If things are not tight, if the mast is not secure, the rigging is not secure, if the sail is flapping around, first of all, you can't move forward. Second of all, there can be damage on the ship when there's a wind and things are not tight. Things can be flying around, hitting things. It's, it's not a safe place, okay? All right. We don't want things to be damaged in our lives, hey? Now, Next question that you need to ask yourself before embarking on a mission. Who is your crew? Who is going with you? Now look around you. That is your crew. This is your crew. Best crew ever, hey? So this is really cool. If you want to see, picture this, really big worship. We're one church, many locations, right? So if you want to see us as being a warship made of lots of little warships, okay, we are moving forward as one, one church. But there needs to be communication between the warships, right? So who is our communication line? It's going to get quite messy if you have to go from ship to ship to ship to ship. This is what God is saying. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. So we all just listen to God. 
who speaks to all of us at the same time, which is great. It's really helpful for communication, isn't it? And we synchronize ourselves with God. We realign ourselves with God, okay? The compass, the direction, all of it. Okay, we, as we sync ourselves up with God, and we know if we do what God is saying to do, we know we're all going to be in sync, all right? So sometimes we need to stop worrying so much about what is going to hear, what is that person saying, what is that person doing, to not focus so much on other people's business and what they're doing. Just focus on what God is saying to you. And as you focus on what God is saying to you and you're diligent in keeping that mask secure, the rigging, the sale, all of that, you can be sure we're all going to be moving forward in the right direction. Why do we have worship together on Sundays and why do we have preach on Sundays? Why do we meet together? For this reason, make sure we're synchronized, working together. We're all hearing the same thing, okay? This is the reason we have Sundays, okay? To build one another up, encourage, okay? How's it going? Because it is a war, isn't it? But it says, hold on. It says um, in Ephesians 6, 12, for a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Okay? That is the fourth point that we need to know before embarking on a mission. Who is the target slash the enemy? Okay? It's the spiritual darkness, the kingdom of darkness the enemy, Satan, whatever you want to call it, that, that is the target we're trying to hit in a negative way, okay? And we, that's where we have our fun, okay? It's a search and rescue mission. So it's search and rescue. The only thing we fight is a spiritual battle, okay? So it's a search and rescue mission. That is a very practical, okay? That is the, in the scene, is a lot in the unseen as well in prayer, as we heard with the bridges and everything in the prayer meeting, people crossing over from death to life. So the search and rescue mission needs to be visible. Okay, that's us. Going to people on the street, speaking to our neighbors, calling up our family. Search and rescue mission is visible. The fighting part of it is solely spiritual. Okay, because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, it's against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, the only thing we destroy... But I mean, we do some serious damage to that, okay? And where we have our fun is that kingdom of darkness, okay? That's that we fight. And that's the only thing we fight. We don't fight each other. We don't fight pastors. We don't fight people on the street. We don't argue. We don't debate. We fight. Yeah, don't argue with me. That's not what I'm saying. But um, we fight the spiritual forces of evil, okay? That's what we're fighting. But there you can have your fun. You can go all out. I mean, like, do whatever you want to do. Have your fun with it. Sometimes, you know, war obviously is a very serious thing. It's very serious because it's about life or death, isn't it? And it is about life or death for people. But if you're already destroying the spiritual forces of darkness, might as well have some fun doing it, hey? Because I don't know about you, but I... Sometimes, you know, you just have that feeling of that sense of victory of actually, you know, Satan, you thought you could do this, but actually Jesus has the last word. And you just have a lot of that fun of, you know, he can rub it in, in his nose and be like, not this time, not next time, not ever. You know, it's that kind of thing where we need to have that attitude of victory. Okay. Lord Nelson's ship was called victory, HMS victory. Okay. Now we're living on the victory. We are 
in the victory, okay? So obviously we are in a battle, we're in a war. It can feel messy, it can feel difficult, it can feel like all of it. But the reason it's a search and rescue mission as well is because there's the food on the boats, there's the medical supplies, there's water, there's, there's beds for people to rest, there's all kinds of things that people need. So there's room on our warships. Look around, there's some empty chairs, there's room on our warships, okay? And those those empty spaces need to be filled with people who do not yet know Jesus, who need to be searched, looked for, and rescued. Okay? Okay. Um, Toby and Tia, are you happy to come up, please, and just play? When the English defeated the Spanish Armada, okay, um, I had a bit of research about this. It was a lot of back and forth between the Spanish and the English and the Spanish defeating the English. But when the English defeated the Spanish, they sent in fire ships, ships set on fire, okay? And as they sent in those fire ships, it destroyed the, the enemy's fleet of ships, okay? Now, God was speaking to us these past two weeks at the encounters about fire, Okay? We are ships set on fire for God, okay? Now, if you are a warship and you want to be on fire, you need to set yourself on fire, okay? You need to ignite something in your heart, which obviously Jesus does a lot of that, the Holy Spirit does, but you need to make a decision in your heart of I'm going to be on fire, I'm going to be a warship on fire, because as you go into enemy territory, everything else gets burnt up and the enemy is defeated. So we're ships set on fire to go into enemy territory to plunder them, to see people cross over from death to life, to see lives healed and restored. If you just look at this ship for a moment. We need to align ourselves with God and we need to move as one. So what I want us to do as a response today, let's make sure that our mast, our rigging, our sails are in place, that everything is firm and secure, okay, that we can sail safely. But also let's make that decision to set our hearts, our ships on fire for Jesus. But also, we need to remind ourselves of the mission we're on. Because it's a very practical mission. And do we want it here in heaven? Mission accomplished. Okay. Now, you're, we all have this one big mission we've been given by Jesus. But you're part of the mission. We look the individualistic. It will be, not individualistic, that's the wrong word. It's tailored for you. Okay, your part of the mission is tailored around your giftings, your anointing, your skills, everything you have lifted, your testimony. That is what it's tailored around. Your part of the mission. Okay, so as we bring all of it together, focus on that mission that God has given us, we all have a part to play on that ship. We all have a part to play on the Armada, on that warship. Maybe today you need to make that decision to be an active crew member of the Armada. Maybe you need to make a decision to invite other people onto your warship and take care of them.
and see them set free. Let's all stand. God is mobilizing his troops. Yeah? God is mobilizing his troops. We want to move as one, okay? As if it was just one ship. That's how we want to move forward. But it's made up of lots of little ones, but they all play their crucial role, okay? There's a reason that the warships go in fleets. It's because of wherever side they're attacked from, you're sure there is one who's got it and can defend themselves and defend the rest of the fleet. Okay? We need to have each other's backs. All right? So just close your eyes and now just make yourself available to God. Make sure that you check whether your mast is secured, whether you are really anchored in that Word of God, whether your life decisions and choices are lined up with God's mission for you. Are your life choices and decisions that you take every day lined up with God's mission for your life? Are you synchronized with other people? Or are you just trying to do your own thing? Church, we need one another. We need one another. We can't do this on our own. Maybe you realize that you've been fighting the wrong enemy. And you've been maybe fighting ideas or people or fear or whatever rather than just taking authority over the enemy. Just respond in your heart to God. Are you ready to accept your mission? Whatever it looks like, wherever it might take you, are you ready for the sails of your life to be so wide open for the Holy Spirit to just come and breathe and direct your ship, your life into that direction He wants it to go? Maybe your ship along the way has gotten a bit damaged. Maybe a bit hurt. Maybe some things are broken and you say, God, I need some restoration. I need some healing from the things of the past and things that have happened. Let me tell you, God is faithful to heal and restore today. Just open up your heart to Him. It's a vulnerable place to be in when you open up the sails of your life. But God is a good God. The Bible says that there's no darkness in Him. He's a good God. Jesus, we want to be part of your armada. Lord, we want to be part of your fleet of warships. Lord, we don't 
want to just be a, a regular boat, Lord God. We want to be warships, Lord God, equipped and ready for the purposes of God. Lord, we want to we want to be part of your troops, Lord God. We don't want to stand on the sidelines anymore, Father. We want to we want to play with the big boys, if that's something we can say. We want to just go out there, Lord God, and we want to take on this search and rescue mission, Lord God. Let's just really respond. This is not a time to just be quiet and ponder about things. This is really an active, active response is required in this. So just open up your mouth and just start, just start making yourself available to God. Say, God, wherever you take me, whatever it means, whatever sacrifice it means, whatever it looks like, Lord, I want to be part of your purposes, Lord. Lord, I want to fulfill my mission, a search and rescue mission. Lord, I want to see people cross over from death to life. Lord, I want to see people healed and restored and set free and redeemed. Come on, let that passion, the fire inside of you just stir up and rise up. Like Pastor Kevin said last week, not another one will be lost, not on my watch. Are you ready to conquer with Jesus? Are you ready to take ground with Jesus? Are you ready to go and destroy the kingdom of darkness in your own life and in the lives of other people? Come on, let just that prayer rise up inside of you. That passion, that desire, that longing for Jesus. The Jesus you are all that matters, none but you, Jesus. None but you, Jesus. Jesus is the reason we are on this. Because we love Him. Because we want to be with Him. Because we want to be faithful to Him. That his sacrifice was not in vain. What he did was important. It, he made a way where there was no way. Are you ready to proclaim from the rooftops what God whispers in your ear? Are you ready to move? Are you ready to move? Maybe you feel a bit lonely today. You've been, you've been kind of like on your own or you feel like you've been on your own. And God is just saying to you, look up. See all those warships around you. You were never alone. You were just focusing on yourself but when you open your eyes you can see that you are actually not alone and you were never alone for some of you I believe God is saying that maybe you've been scared to take certain steps with regards to this mission maybe you find certain parts of this mission challenging God is saying I'm with you I will be with you to the end of the age all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. 
Therefore go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we want to make ourselves available to you this morning, Lord God. As a congregation, we want to make ourselves available to you, Lord God. Father, we want to search and rescue in Burgess Hill, in Hassocks, in Hayward Teeth, in Hurstbill Point, in Ditchling, Lord God, in Cookfield, Lord, wherever it may be, Lord. Lord, we want to accomplish that mission of search and rescue. Lord, open up our eyes to see the lost. Lord God, open up our eyes to see what you see, Lord God. Maybe you don't know what your role on that ship is just yet, but God is showing you, and God will keep showing you what your role is. And sometimes your role is changing. Sometimes God says, okay, it's time for an upgrade. It's time for something new. And God is saying to you, I want to move you into something new. Can you perceive it? Do you see? Are you ready to move with me? Let's just worship God. Let's just give Him our lives. Let's lay our lives down to Him. Let's just offer ourselves up to God. Say, God, I want to be on fire for you, whatever it looks like. If I like it or not, if it hurts or not, if I perish, I perish. But Lord, I want to be part of your kingdom purposes. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.